Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where we walk through the Bible together every weekday, Monday through Friday. We're podcasting from here in the United States and in Zambia with a goal to share our thoughts and encourage one another with you as we read God's Word together verse by verse. My co-host in Zambia, Matali, and I are both listening to Through the Bible podcast and then sharing our thoughts and encouragement with you. From America to Africa and everywhere else, God is in control. As always, our attribution goes to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So, if you've ever wanted to try to read the Bible every day, we hope you can join us. We're regular people just like you. Try to learn more about God and walk in step with His Holy Spirit. So if you have your Bible, feel free to read along. And if not, no problem. We'll put it all together for you. So let's get started. Today we are continuing our study of Ephesians. We're in chapter 6. And now we are down to the final part of uh, Paul's letter to the Ephesian church where he talks about the armor of God. So let me start in verse 10. We're only studying two verses today. Dr. McGee broke it down just to two verses. I'll read them, and then we'll talk about them. Verse 10, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and the authorities and the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. So that's verse 10, 11, and 12. It's talking about being strong. It's talking about the armor. And it's talking about what our struggle is up against what we are up against so when we think about this um you know just looking back in ephesians as we said before ephesians is a book of relationships chapter one relationship to the father son and holy spirit chapter two relationship to the the body of christ which is your salvation chapter three your relationship to the church how that is lived out. Chapter 4, the relationship to the new life that you have through the gifts of grace. Chapter 5, the relationship that you have walking in this new life, in love, in light, and in life itself. And the relationships as it comes down to a more practical aspect, husbands and wives. And in chapter 6, the relationships of authority, Employer, employers, slave and master, um, masters and bond servants, and that type of relationship. Now, finally, we get down to where Paul is talking now what he wants you to do. When you're living all this stuff, when you're going through all these issues and things, he's it's part warning, it's part... Uh, instructional but he is telling them 
you have got to look out. You can't go through this process with weakness. You've got to be strong. But the interesting thing is, he wants this church to be strong in one regard. Nobody wants uh, a kingdom to be weak. The kingdom of God is not a, a weak kingdom. He wants this church to be strong. But it's not strength in themselves. It's strong in the Lord. And that's, um, I think, one of the, the... This is his concluding remarks. This is the beginning of his concluding remarks. And it's very clear that he puts the Lord's strength above our strength. He puts the Lord's ability to do all this the grace that we have, the relationship that we have is built not on anything that we did, we are doing now, or we will ever do. It is entirely, this relationship is entirely based on Him. The grace that we have is entirely based on Him. The love that's in this world that is for us is entirely based on Him. Every other form of love, man-made love, will fade away. His love is the only thing in this world that will last that we have. The strength in this world only comes from Him. It is only found in Him. It only lasts through Him. And the folly, the foolishness, is to go along willy-nilly with all the wisdom of the world. And the wisdom of the world teaches children from very young ages to rely on your own strength. you got to pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. You've got to, you know, uh, if you don't use it, you're going to lose it. You've got to rely on yourself. And, um, and to a degree, uh, it is dependent. You do have personal responsibilities and things. But to another degree, the strength to carry those abilities out is the strength that comes from God. Now, don't get me wrong. As I re read these verses, I can rely on my own strength a lot and be very successful and be very respected and be very powerful in the world. Many people are. And they go around <clears throat> taking their own credit. Any success that they might have would be success that God allowed them to have. Or any failures or perceived failures or hardships would be those that God allowed them to have. When they look to themselves as deserving the credit, they take the credit and the glory and they from God and deny His sovereignty over this world and deny that He is sovereign over the events in our lives. And likewise, when things bad happen, and that we blame God. And we blame Him because life is not good. 
or we blame him because life was good and then got bad and then we become bitter we take the sovereignty of God away from God and we deny that he is sovereign over everything in our lives just the same you see the as we look at it and as we've been studying Galatians as we've been studying Ephesians and as we've been studying the Psalms the common theme that always is present as the heart must be centered on God the heart must be centered on Christ and if the heart is centered on Christ then we can be effective for His purposes. Now, it is a new day. And Paul is telling the Ephesians the battle has only just begun. The battle is a battle to the death. It is the battle for your soul. You are now a Christian. Or you have been a Christian. Maybe for a few days maybe for a few years, or maybe for your whole life. But to deny the battle is to deny the fact that God has saved you from certain death, from saved you from sin, and has rescued you from the forces of this evil world. Now, before we get too uh, deep into things that I can't fully explain, I'm reading these for face value. And as McGee points out, the whole Bible is what should be preached and the whole Bible is what should be believed. Paul is saying there are spiritual forces in a spiritual battle. And Satan himself is there, is a cunning enemy. And as Peter described, is like a roaring lion waiting, waiting on the prowl to try to find a weak victim to pounce on. And every day there is a battle. And so we must go into battle. We must be prepared. And what is Paul asking them, the Ephesians, to do? Is he asking them to go out there and slay the dragon? Is he asking them to go out there and defeat Satan? It That's an overwhelming task. He's not asking them to do that. Jesus Christ has already done that. Well, what is he asking them to do? He's asking them to stand their ground. He's not asking them to run for cover. You don't need to run for cover because the enemy has already been defeated. You don't need to hang your head in shame. You don't need to be afraid or in weakness. But at the same time, you don't need to do the heavy lifting. It's not your job to win the hearts for people. That's not your job. Jesus wins the hearts. The Holy Spirit causes people to believe or to hear the words of their Savior. Your job is to stand your ground. Don't lose your own heart. 
First, if your heart's not Christ-centered, you are in risk of losing your own heart. And it's my uh, argument or my impression, I would interject here in this conversation, that you've got to keep your heart Christ-centered every minute of the day. And some days, if it requires you to be in constant prayer, then be in constant prayer. If some days you've got a, everything you look at, you've got to say, oh, that's a beautiful snowfall. God made that. Oh, that's a beautiful sunrise. Boy, that's God at work. Oh, the leaves on the trees, they're falling down because it's wintertime. But God knows the number of every single one of them. Or, oh, you know what? I feel sick right now and weak, but God still knows every hair on my head. He knows every cell in my body. If you have to do that to keep your heart Christ-centered, then do it. Whatever you have to do, it would be my interjection in this conversation that if you don't keep your heart Christ-centered, this world has so much evil in it, so much temptation in it, it doesn't take but just a minute to get your interest in something. Oh, wow, look at that. Look at that house. Look at that car. Look at that person. I wish I could be like them. I wish I could know them. I wish I could have that job. I wish I could do this. I wish I could do that. And pretty soon, you start thinking more about what you don't have than what you have. And you start thinking about what other people seem to have you start thinking about maybe the other person's blessings rather than what your own blessings are. And you take for granted your own blessings and you start to want something somebody else has. You start daydreaming more. You start sort of living in this fantasy world of what you wish you were. And pretty soon your heart's not really centered on what God has given you or what God's purpose for you is, you're off in some other world. Your heart's not centered. You're thinking about other things, and those maybe other things are your idols. They've or they become idols for you. Idols, whatever you worship. Everybody's got to believe in something. Everybody's got to serve somebody. Or something. Do you serve your money? Do you serve your job? Do you serve praise from others? What is it that you serve? What is it that you crave? The Bible says, whatever your heart is centered on, that's what your mind is going to be centered on. The Bible says, whatever comes out of your mouth is a direct link to whatever your, is in your heart. So, be strong, not in your own character or your own abilities, but in the Lord. And be strong in Him. And remember to armor up, armor up every day. Because you got to stand your ground. You got to be an ambassador. Whatever whatever position you have in life, what, whether you're a student or you're a professional, you're a husband, you're a wife, you're a kid, you're a college student, whatever role you are in life, whether you're a senior citizen, whether you're sick with some disease in some hospital bed somewhere or 
you are um, you've got some terrible disease going on right now. That's your position in life. God is sovereign over it. And you're in a position to affect somebody else in a powerful way as an ambassador. Remember, when you believed in Jesus, you died to this world. Now you're in the body of Christ. And now your body, your whole life is to be lived for him. And when you start worrying and fussing and getting mad, it's usually because some need is not being met. It's his kingdom come, not your kingdom come, and not my kingdom come. It's his will be done. Not my will be done and not your will be done. That's the Lord's prayer. It's his kingdom, not your kingdom and not my kingdom. So you got to armor up and we're going to be talking about this armor and what it means because God did not leave you powerless. God has already defeated the enemy and he has given you the spiritual weaponry, the tools in your toolbox to grow and to be strong and to stand your ground. I hope this was helpful and encouraging to you today. And as always, um, I'll be turning the podcast over now to my partner, Matali. Matali, I hope you're well. I look forward to hearing your words on this. And for me to all of you, keep your heart centered in him and be strong in the Lord. God bless you, and I'll see you next time. Hello. So today's teaching is coming from Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through to 12. My main take from today's teaching is, as children of God, as Christians, as believers, as good soldiers, let's not go to church sleepy. There is a spiritual warfare happening right now. There's a spiritual battle, and we cannot fight this battle on our own. And we cannot fight it and defeat it on our own. We're supposed to be strong and strengthened in the Lord. Uh, We need spiritual powers to overcome the evil, the present day evil that's fighting in the spiritual world right now. So, scripture reads from verse 10. It says, finally, my brethren, this was Paul writing to the Ephesians in the church of Ephesus. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So today you find um, Christians, um, some are like fundamental in their heads. You know, they have, they follow scripture, they understand it very well and, 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 um, They preach very well, and they comprehend it very well, but they are liberals in their feet. So they follow the modern-day reality um, because that's what society is dictating, and that's how they actually want to fit in. So, you know, Scripture teaches don't teach one thing and live your life another way. Um, You know, you you live your life a a very careless way. Um, You know, as... Christians, children of God, we are supposed to conduct ourselves a certain way. We are expected to conduct ourselves a certain way according to scriptures. Um, you know, um, modern day Christianity today, um, the Ten Commandments just 
you know, they don't fit into modern day reality today, but that doesn't mean you can break the commandments because God put the commandments there as a guide for us Christians to be good Christians, to be good soldiers, because one day um, at Christ's second coming, the church, which is the body of believers, the temple um, is going to be preserved is going to be presented to Christ as a bride and without blemish or without blame or spots. So the devil is working in church today on Sundays. You know, he is in places where we least expect him to be. Uh, because currently we expect like, oh, hey, all the evil, all the bad things are happening out there in the bars where people are drinking, taking drugs and being immoral. No. The devil is working in a place where we least expect him. He is in church on Sunday and he is working. He is working to, uh, against Christians. You know, he is, he is uh, bringing confusion in, 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 in the house of the Lord. And um, he is working through things such as, um, you know, um, gossip among Christians, lying among Christians, um, and this is how he is working. There is a spiritual battle that is going on right now. And, um, and um, you know, as Christians today, you know, don't, let's not go to church sleepy. Let us wake up. Let us, um, you know, let us conduct ourselves in a particular way, in a, in a godly way that God actually expects us to conduct ourselves. And, um, you know, let us be strong and strengthened in the Lord. Let us have the Holy Spirit dwell in us and be strengthened in the Lord and um, he will fight our battles for us. Let us stand up for Christ. Let us stand up for the Lord. You know, um, this battle is, um, is against uh, the powers of darkness and, you know, the principalities. Verse 11 reads, Put on the whole armor of God and that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. So let us put on the, the full armor of God and, you know, let us stand against um, the wiles of, um, of evil. So, um, you know, the old Testament, the Ephesians to us in the new Testament is like, um, what Joshua is to the old Testament. So, um, you know, we are soldiers, um, and we ought to serve God and, uh, we are fighting, um, we are fighting uh, a battle. So if we look at Joshua uh, in the Old Testament, he had three enemies that, um, that he faced. And that was Jericho. Uh, Jericho, if we look at it in today's modern world, it represents the world. So as Christians today, you know, um, if we look around us, the world, um, you know, we're... You know, Christianity is, is, not, is not so popular because there's modern-day, um, you know, reality, modern-day liberalization. And, um, you know, Joshua fought against the world, and we are fighting against the world. And um, Joshua's second enemy was Aya. Aya represents the flesh. Today, we have victory over the world. You know, we, we fight the world, we have victory over the world, but we are weak by the flesh. We are whipped by the flesh. And, um, you know, examples of how Christians and believers today are whipped by the flesh are, you know, things of gossip, envy, fornication, just, you know, immorality, like, um, is, is what whips us, you know, uh, modern day idolatry. We're worshiping, um, you know, the vanity of the earth, like the vanity of the world. You get, um, people worship money, people worship, uh, you know, just, um, the, the, basically the vanity of the earth. 
And then um, the third enemy that um, Joshua actually faced were the Gibbonites. The Gibbonites, um, you know, this is like the devil. These, um, in today's modern world, these are ministers, angels of light. You know, um, they were deceivers. The Gibbonites, they deceived uh, Joshua. They, they, they um, you know, they, they um, you know, they made a treaty with Joshua and um, they were sly. Um, they put on this... Um, persona that, um, you know, they, they came from a faraway place, you know, they wore, you know, worn out shoes and, and stale bread and, um, but in the meantime, they were, they were just sly and they were hiding in the mountains and they made this treaty with, with Joshua, which didn't go so well. And, um, you know, if we look at the enemy today, um, if we look at the devil today, he has ministers of angels, he has angels of light, you know, they will make it look so like, um, so legit, like, oh, hey, uh, we can perform miracles, we can do this, we can do that, and, um, but there's always a motive behind that, um, if it's not, um, the works of, of God, so, you know, what can we do as Christians today, um, you know, we can't do it by ourselves, um, you know, you, you and I cannot, um, on our own, cannot defeat the devil, so um, what are we to do? You know, we are to be strong and strengthened in the Lord. We need spiritual power to overcome evil. So um, only God's power can fight the power of the devil. Our enemy is spiritual today, and it's not an enemy of the flesh. And, um, you know, Christ forgave us. Christ um, came down on earth and forgave us all our sins. So um, he expects not us to have enemies of the flesh. You know, um, because we are all creations of God. And Christ came down and forgave us. Who are we not to forgive um, our enemies? Christ loved us before we loved him. Christ forgave us before, uh, um, you know, bef Christ, Christ forgave us when he sent his only son to die for us on the cross. So um, today our enemy is not my brother, is not um, um, a person of the flesh. Our enemy is um, you know, a spiritual enemy, and this is what we're up against. So, um, you know, um, the Lord, um, fights our battles for us. We ought to stand for the Lord and, um, we ought to have, you know, believers ought to have faith in, in Christ. We have to have faith in Christ. And how do we, how do we, how do we um, fight this spiritual warfare? Verse 12 reads, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness and of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. So, um, you know, this is a spiritual warfare that we're in right now. Um, if I look at, um, if I take you to Daniel 10, um, verses twelve to third, verses twelve and thirteen, um, in the time of Joshua, when Joshua actually prayed to God and 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 he waited, he prayed and prayed and 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 waited, and he did not receive an answer there and then, and he was wondering, has is God, uh, giving a deaf ear? How come my prayer is not being answered? So Daniel ten, verses twelve and thirteen reads. Suddenly, a hand touched me, which made me tremble on my knees and on my palms. 
of my of my hands verse um 11 reads um and he said to me oh daniel man greatly beloved understand the words that i speak to you and stand upright for i have now been sent to you while he was speaking this word to me i stood trembling then he said to me do not fear daniel for from the first day that you set your heart um to understand and to humble yourself before your god your words were heard and i have come because of your words but the prince of the kingdom of persia withstood me 21 days and behold michael one of the chief princes came to help me for i have been left alone there with the kings of persia so this is the angel that was speaking to daniel daniel prayed and you know there was a battle in the spiritual world so if if we look at today's world there's a battle in the spiritual world we're not fighting a physical fight no we are fighting a spiritual a spiritual battle right now there is a spiritual warfare going on and um you know what is the motive of the enemy today the motive of the enemy is to take up the place of god to be worshiped and to be glorified and he comes in so many forms um he comes as you know as angels of light to cause disruption to us so you know as christians today let us wake up and let us not go to church sleepy you know there is a demonic presence among us spiritual evil forces are working against the church of god and daniel prayed for 3 weeks for 3 weeks and his prayer was answered because god fought that fight for him there is a spiritual battle going on today and let us wake up let us let god stand in the gap for us and fight for us you know let us be strong and be strengthened in the lord um because the spiritual power um because we need the spiritual power to overcome the evil that is there today because it's a spiritual battle that is being fought so as christians today you know let us be strong and be strengthened in god for me my main take is you know let us let us not let us be relentless like daniel he prayed and prayed and prayed um he did not know what was going on but he 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 kept on he kept at it he kept praying and as christians today you know as good soldiers today we cannot fight this battle on our own let us lot let us let god stand in our gap and 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 fight the battles and fight the spiritual battle for us so yes this is today's teaching thank you very much for listening god bless and bye bye